And it seems like today on our show, we are all things Mother Earth, right? right? Very nature-oriented. Yes. ocean, plants, flowers, and the Brickline Greenway. We are joined online by Emma Clues and also Lois Conley, who's the founder and executive director of the Griot Museum of Black History. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yes, good morning. Uh, Emma, let's start, let's start with you. Can you reintroduce our listeners to the Brickline Greenway and sort of bring us up to date? Sure. This is the big idea of a greenway, which is a path for people walking and biking, and to connect basically Forest Park to the Gateway Arch, Fairground Park to Tower Grove Park, and a loop in the middle. So it's up to you know 10 to 20 miles of pathways connecting up to 17 different neighborhoods, and this is all part of the larger network of greenways from our public agency, Great Rivers Greenway. So it's a big city project, lots of partners, lots of different moving parts, and uh, Ms. Conley is one of the wonderful partners in our work. And, and Ms. Conley, if you, if you don't mind, could you give us an overview of the Griot Museum? And you've had some very good news that you're sharing this week, correct? Absolutely. Hi, I am Lois Conley. I, I, as you said, I'm the director of the founder of the museum, we are about to celebrate our 25th anniversary, um, believe it or not. We've been doing this for a little while um, down at 2505 St. Louis Avenue. And basically we focus on people and events that have a Missouri connection to American history. We want to show that uh, St. Louis, in particular African Americans, played a pivotal role in developing this country. And so that's what our focus and our mission is on. Um, very, very happy to have recently received a been one of ten um, organizations nationally who received a one hundred thousand dollar grant from the Monument Lab, which is a part of the Mellon Foundation, to look at um, again addressing some of the inequities in how our history has been uh, captured and told. We're going to look at how to highlight uh, African American women in St. Louis, in the region primarily. So we will begin that work. Actually, the work has begun, and there will be a kind of a major launch nationally uh, in the spring of next year, and you'll be, we'll begin to see some of our projects um, uh, come to life throughout that next year. So we're really excited that St. Louis and the Grio uh, and our team was selected for that, that honor. And Ms. Conley, will we recognize some of those names of African-American women, or will there be some we haven't heard of but should have? Absolutely, and that is the, the intent of this, this project, is to do just that. You know, there are some common names we, we know and we associate with in terms of black history, but there are many, many more that we don't know, and that's what this project will do. And it will give us an opportunity to have them have a presence in various St. Louis communities. So we're really excited about the opportunity to share that information. One of those one of those chapters uh, that that we have that we have heard about, and uh, Jennifer and I have actually spent a great deal of time uh, talking about the fact that there are so many his, his historically significant moments that we never read about in our history books. Uh, could you share with our audience who might not be aware? of the 1949 riots. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the, the thing about our history is there's some good and some bad, and we have to be able to deal with all of it. And that, that right. riot at Fairgrounds Park is one of those. Um, and, and, again, it stems back to the, the whole issue of uh, racial discrimination and, and segregation and 
the idea that we didn't want to mix races. And so when, when and I'll give the brief version, when African-Americans attempted to um, guess, integrate the swimming pool there at fairgrounds, uh, there was a huge race ride, and, you know, it was not did not look good for St. Louis. That's the short version of it, you know. But that's just one of many incidents that happened, not only in Saint at, at the park, but uh, you know, throughout St. Louis during those times when we were, I guess, trying to grow, but also being very resi- receiving a lot of resistance to that growth uh, and that in, that whole idea of inclusion. I'm really kind of happy about the fact that now we are again seeming to be, <laughs> seeming to be uh, close again to really being serious about uh, inclusion and diversity and equity issues in our city. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, having discussions about those things in the past, like the ride, uh, but also looking forward and beyond those things and to a better time. And Emma, I understand there was a virtual book discussion last night. Yes, we want to keep this conversation going in, in lots of different formats. Um, so we actually, a different part of um, Black History in our city was uh, Mill Creek Valley, and that's another section of the same Brookline Greenway project. So the general geography what we're, of what we're talking about there is the part of the Greenway that will go from um, Compton um, at Harris-Stowe State University along Market Street down to 20th Street, where the new soccer stadium is going up uh, for St. Louis City SC. And so that is just one part of what was the larger Mill Creek Valley neighborhood. And and last night we had um, um, Ms. Conley and also um, Vivian Gibson, who recently wrote a book called The Last Children of Mill Creek, and um, then a local school teacher who has been using the book in her classroom. Um, And so we had a great, great discussion and with lots of also audience participation as well um, to really share their experiences and and I'll let Lois expand on that, but it was it was wonderful to just hear multiple perspectives of people who used to live in that neighborhood. Yeah, and it was exciting to to participate in that panel and that that audience discussion because it you know it, it um, brought back some memories. I I have to say that I, in terms of the Greenway, I'm in I am involved in several aspects. One in that one of the routes will is planned to. Um, go past the, the Griot Museum uh, Black, of Black History down on St. Louis Avenue. And I'm also co-chairing with my, my friend Flint Fowler the, um, that segment that is called Fairgrounds Metrolink Station route. But I'm also a member of, a proud member of the Mill Creek Valley neighborhood where the most recent uh, launch uh, of the trail is, is located. So I'm really very excited to be connected with Brickline in, in, that, in those many ways. And again, happy to see Mill Creek being highlighted and uh, about to get some of the attention that it, it, it re- deserves and not so much attention as a slum uh, and an undesirable neighborhood, but as a, a place where people lived, grew, and thrived uh, and came out of there being, um, I'd say, very prominent, not prominent in the sense of uh, important, but very uh, important members of a society, um, of providing and um, contributing to society. And that, to me, is more important than anybody's name being on a a billboard or in a book or anywhere else. But just knowing that good people live there, and it was not just about destroying buildings. It was about destroying people's lives and and, um, heritages. And Ms. Conley, when did you live here, and then when did the transition of that neighborhood start to take place? 
Well, actually, I, I was born and raised in Mill Creek, and I lived, my family lived in Mill Creek until I was 17. So we lived there. It was part of the conversation last night was we probably <laughs> were the very last people in Mill Creek because by the time we left, there was no running water, in, and that was in 1962. Uh, the real, I guess, exodus was over uh, about 1959, 1960, where, you know, the real uh, concentrated vacation of, of properties occurred. So we were still there pretty much after all of that, that happened. Um, and it was a sad time for us because we, we were, that last year or two, we were like nomads uh, wandering through Mill Creek trying to find a house or a place mm-hmm. to live with uh my mom had my mom and dad had eight children, so finding a place to live was wow. of a challenge for us. So that was a pretty traumatic uh, period that those last few years. My my class, 1964, would have been the class. We were the last class to attend the old Vashon High School and the first class to graduate from the new Vashon High School over on Bell. Wow. So we were in the wow. area a very very long time. And as I say, uh, I mentioned last night, my mom says I have a note from my mom that says my brother, my baby brother, was the last child born in Mill Creek, and he was born there in January of 1961. Wow, Miss Conley, can you share with us some of? Uh, you know, just anecdotally, some of the some of the things that that people have said to you about you know the the the, the event last night, or uh, just the, the 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 museum itself. Um, how important it is that we have these discussions, not only for the the older people like Jennifer and me, but for the younger people who didn't even realize. Yeah, and as I've said, I think it's just so important that, you know, we share these stories, not because we're trying to get any great attention to anybody or any, but I think the value of people's lives is important. And when you share those stories, you get a chance, you get a chance to talk about those those relationships, those connections, those interactions, the things that, and the people who you knew who helped to nurture you, the people who helped to teach you good and bad, right from wrong, uh, who gave you an opportunity to have a job or who was there for you to teach you along the way. I mean, those are the important stories. Um, and, and, of course, many some people who came out of Mill Creek who were, um, you know, went on to be great, famous people. In fact, we're celebrating the anniversary, the, the um, Josephine Baker soon because of her um, national honor in France coming up. But, I mean, yeah, so she was, but she started out as someone who was very poor and very, if we look at back today, disadvantaged. But she had some people in her life, and she had some inspiration in her life that allowed her to move from that level into something much more important for herself and then to be able to reach back and help others. And that's what it all matters. That's where it all matters. Are you able to do something for yourself but also reach back and share that with others and bring someone else along? So I think those stories are important that we tell them, not so much, again, for highlighting, you know, the victories and the, you know, successes and the importance of of people as people in that way, but as people who give back. Well, Ms. Lois Conley, founder and executive director of the Griot Museum of Black History and Emma Clues from Great Rivers Greenway, thank you so much for joining us. And we want our listeners to know if you go to the Jennifer and Wendy Facebook page, we will link you to the Griot Museum of Black History. Ladies, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for having us. Thank you.